Welcome to the Time Blaster Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. On each episode, we will select a random review for a very special giveaway. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. We also want to hear from you. Ask us a question on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskTimeBlasterPod, and we will try our best to answer as many as we can on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for mystery with a 60-minute time limit, and it is for the Podcast Challenge Championship of the World. Introducing first today's topic, hailing from parts unknown with an unknown weight. This opponent is a collection of mind-bending questions asked by our fantastic listeners, presenting to you the dangerous tandem known as Questions and Answers. And now for your hosts. They are weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and the fanfare of figures with actions. Much like Radio Shack, you've got questions. They've got answers. They are the reigning, defending, toy cast tag team champions of the world at the Retro KO Joe, at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. All right, that intro's got wow. me scared a little bit. Ooh. We're going to have to defend our title at Forbidden Door. So many <laughs> mysteries coming our way. Listener questions. Nice. I'm pumped, man. Yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. I mean, there's some mystery involved here, but I think we're not only going to, the listeners are not only going to learn a lot about us, but we're going to learn about each other, I think, here. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We, I kind of, you know, I obviously we had to compile the list of questions here, so we had it ready today, and there's some doozies on here, guys. Yeah, there is. For real. And, um, and I know uh, coming in today, I heard there was some stress a fatherhood to the oh, mass. Oh, man. Stress of fatherhood. <laughs> you ain't kidding, man. Try to get your family of five up and ready and out the door by 830. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you guys want to jump into it? Anything you want to talk about beforehand? How Jurassic Park days go? I guess we could uh, touch Jurassic on that. Jurassic Park day was fun, yeah? Yeah, it was. It was great. So we did it last fall. We had the first like mm-hmm. Jurassic Park day in the store, and then obviously last weekend it came back. And honestly, I think last weekend was better than the first time. Dude, man. It was we had packed in here. Giant T-Rex was here this time, oh, and the, nice, the skeleton. Nice and... blow-up T-Rex. Yeah. I think it was like 25 feet tall. It was awesome see it a for mile that photo away. op. Yeah. yeah, super cool. Really good time. Well, that's awesome to hear, and hopefully uh, some more fun events coming up to promote here on the Time Blaster Toycast at Time Blaster Toys in Westland, Michigan. But um, let's just jump right into the listener question. So our first question comes from Kyle, and he asks, what made you guys start doing this podcast? Ooh, Kyle with the deep cut. Dude, yeah, just, yeah. I'm going to let Joe answer that I question mean, first, Joe. Why, why, why did you start me, doing this podcast? For me, I mean, it's a real simple answer. I just wanted to talk toys with my buds, right? Like, yeah. When, I mean, when you got a group of guys who all share common interests, you start a podcast. That's, that seems to be the thing you do now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Joe, how how many years were you asking for this podcast? Oh, my gosh. At least two or three, right? You were like, hounding me for a while. Dude, I'm like, let's do this podcast. I'm telling you, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I guess my answer is like, I've held on to these memories in my head 
yeah. for like 30 years. You know, anytime I get a chance to tell someone some random story about my toy uh, hunts mm -hmm. from 1988, <laughs> I'm game, but... You get a podcast, and you know you get to share it with anyone who wants to listen, dude, and that's pretty awesome, dude. Anyone in the world? Oh, absolutely. And uh, you guys, when Keith approached me and, and asked me if I would be uh, down, or just kind of, I think it started with you just asking a question, like, "Hey, we're thinking of doing a podcast. Like, what advice? Like, how do you do it?" Because I had, I've done podcasts before. Um, I have multiple ways of doing podcasts, and I was like, "Well, I've got stuff. We can we can get the first one rolling." And I mm -hmm. was. I was just supposed to be a like <laughs> sound like, engineer, like a, basically, yeah, like just uh, here, help us, help, just help us get off the ground floor, and right. it was going to be just you two, and then um, I, I just Not had so anymore. much fun doing it, and right. couldn't you know, do you guys, it without you, Dave. Dude, it just man. wouldn't be the same I, for I, sure. I appreciate. It. I don't know nearly as much about toys as you guys, but uh, I have a blast. Yeah, doing this podcast. Well, I guess, and another reason with the podcast now that we're doing it, it's kind of cool to like. You know, like my kids will listen to this yes. now, and even to think yep. like five, ten years from now, if they're bored one day, they can fire this bad boy mm -hmm. up and you know listen to these stories that we're rattling off. So that's pretty cool yeah. too. The stories will live on forever now. They sure will. Absolutely, and and yeah, it's inspired me to to uh, possibly start a podcast with my grandfather. Oh, Ooh, my, um, let's do by, it by yeah. doing this um, and all these stories that that he has. So it's been hard to hard to get together on a timeline, but yeah, I, I, it could be coming soon. Yeah, and, and, that's uh, awesome. That is awesome. Know. All right, well, yeah. Thanks for the question, Kyle. That was a good one. Um, all right, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the next question. All right, ready for this one? This question comes from Will, and he sent this on Instagram. So the question is: As soon as I started middle school, my mom made me give away my old toys to my little cousin. I gave them all of my Ninja Turtles and Batman toys, but I held on to my G.I. Joes. Anything similar ever happened to you guys? This poor guy to give away his Ninja Turtles? His mom forced oh. him to give away his Ninja Turtles. Will, I feel for you, man. Jeez. I, mad respect to Will for hanging on to the G.I. Joes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd have kept them, too. But that's a common trope you hear, especially me here in a toy store. So many people come in and it's like, oh, yeah. I used to have. And, uh, you know, my question's always like, well, where are they at? And the answer's always like, my mom sold them at a yard sale for a quarter yeah. or whatever so it definitely happened but i feel like i was more on the other side of that question i was getting a lot of my stuff oh you from were the, my you older were the cousin. little cousin you i was the, the little cousin yeah that's how i got the hogan ljn it all came from my older cousin so i feel like i was more on the receiving end than the having to give away end oh that's pretty great for yeah. you dave did you ever uh against your will have to <laughs> no i mean i was a middle child so i got you know me and my we kind of all shared toys me and my two brothers so you know, my older brother, when he got sick of his toys, they kind of became mine. And when I got done right. with them, they became my younger brothers. And I was, I was, as you'll hear as we go through some of these questions, I think a lot of these are going to relate to, like, I got way into sports and out of toys when I was, like, seven, eight years old. So it was, I didn't, that, that pass down to my younger brother was, was very simple and very easy. I, I didn't right. have, like, an emotional attachment to too many of my toys and still don't to this day. So, um that was easy for me. But then for him, he, I mean, they just got hoarded for a long, long time. Yeah. And, um, and I know they were still, you'll still some find some store, some toys, random toys in my mom's garage. Um, I know most are gone. I know he's given a lot to you to sell in the store just through the years. And, um, but yeah, most wow. of, most are gone. Geez, neither one of you guys got a. So I'm the only yeah. one that's gonna tell a story of regret. Yeah, I, get, I mean, an, anything that got sold in a garage sale was my own choice. She never really forced me. Well, yeah, okay. To get so rid here, of anything. Here's my story in regards to this, and it. Yeah, my mom didn't make me do that. Th yeah, yeah. This, this was me choosing. So, 
sold a lot of things at garage sales over the years and honestly never thought twice about it. But there was one single time sold some toys at a yard sale. I'm talking instant regret. Oh, man. You know, I stick them out. Lady comes up. She, We come up with a price. She's walking away, and I'm already <laughs> second guy. Like, why? why and to this, this day, it eats at me. Why did I sell these toys to this lady? So you guys remember the old uh, WCW Galoob figures, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so the standard ones were like Hasbro height, yeah, yeah, no yeah. articulation, but they made the big versions, mm-hmm. probably like 12 inches. I think they maybe were 12 16 inches, inches yeah. fully articulated. Yep. So I had a flare and a sting. Oh, don't tell uh, me. A beautiful Ric Flair, beautiful sting figure. You know, sat in my bedroom for a good five years. Yeah. Um, just had the two of them. And then one day, late 90s, I decide, eh, I throw them out. You know, in a bin at yard sale. Mm-hmm. Immediately, lady comes by. Oh, I'll take these two. I think I said. Dare I? I was going to say, dare I? Probably dollar price. each. Ugh. So she buys them and she's literally walking down the driveway. And I'm thinking, what did I just do? For, Why did I do for, that? For two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, anytime I see those figures, I'm like, man, I should have kept those. Yeah. That's, so yeah, that's totally. Rough. Totally my call, but definitely my only, you know, yard sale regret. Well, we live and we learn. We do. I'll never do that again. Right. <laughs> But, yeah, good question, Will. We appreciate it. And, you know, in regards to that and in regards to, well, you know what? Will actually asked two questions, so we may as well hammer out Will's next question. His Mm -hmm. question was, and this one, guys, I had to think about this one for about 12 seconds before I had my answer. (laughs) I knew my answer almost immediately. I kind of had an idea, too. (laughs) So the question is, if you were an action figure, what accessories would you come with? And and that's just that's like just us normal us right like we're not anything special no it's just us no it's just yep it's just okay, Joe you go you go podcaster Joe so my I I thought of three things immediately I gotta have a cup of coffee gotta have a cup of coffee <laughs> I gotta have my laptop right mm-hmm. and then my third accessory is imagine like a uh, thirty gallon tote. <laughs> and you open it, and it uh, in of itself is full of really itty bitty tiny action the, figures. The little, uh, the little mini brands. <laughs> Imagine it. like little vintage Ninja Turtle That's figures hilarious. that are about you know just like <laughs> fractions of an inch tall. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be me. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind is I would have to come with a soft goods retro KO shirt. Oh yeah, no, okay. Man. Maybe like a couple different ones. Uh, I'd have to have a removable hat. I know I don't have it on today, but I'm always wearing a hat. And man, I don't know. You thought about this. Hard, I did. Man. Soft I did. good shirt. Got to have the soft good shirts with the Velcro on the back so it's nice and seamless. <laughs> uh, nice and tight fit. God, I don't know. Maybe a uh, an extra pair of uh, removable feet for uh, different sneakers, you know? Oh, you know, wow. Because okay. I am a sneakerhead, so I, I like it. that would be cool. That's cool. All yeah. right, Dave. I come with five accessories. Oh, oh wow. Baby. <laughs> because I'm an action Tell figure. me it comes with a suitcase. But, uh, you better oh, come sh- with that suitcase. You know what? We'll, we'll add a sixth in that will house these things. But no, the first one was a microphone. Cause, oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Not only with the podcast, but, you know. Ring announcing yeah. for for wrestling. I've, I'm very comfortable with a microphone in my hands. Now, does that microphone have a flag on it for any specific? Uh, no, no. It could be. Uh, <laughs> it could be. It could have dry like erase um, material. And, oh yeah, and yeah. you could just put a little your own. Do your own. Be for, the tiniest. For, uh, you have to have the the finest print handwriting. Whichever show you're announcing accessory. for. Yeah. Um, my dog as an action figure, a little Houdini the Chewini. Uh, wow, I didn't even think get, of that. Get him in yeah. there. Yeah, come, come with my with dog. Pet. That's awesome, yeah. Uh, I also put a removable hat. I mean, yeah, I don't wear yeah. a hat probably nearly as much as you, but yep. I've got a lot of hats. I like them. Because I got a microphone and because I love music, mm-hmm. some kind of speaker, a block rocker, a boom box, okay. something along those lines. Something you can put, 
something you could plug the microphone into if need oh. be, or just be like, oh, this guy's just going to rock some tunes. This right is some now. expensive tooling going on Man. here. Your action <laughs> figures are gonna cost like fifty dollars. And this finally, this is just something recently in my life, and because mm-hmm. I'm an action figure, and most action figures have some sort of sort of weapon. Oh, man. I just made a knife recently in Frankenmuth, Michigan oh, Frankenmuth. at a forging shop that they have up there, which is a great experience and highly recommended. But, um, yeah, so I come with, like, a, like a knife um, as my weapon. That's awesome. Man, that hand-forged knife, immortalized in plastic forever. <laughs> right, right. That's awesome. Yeah, that's nuts. So, yeah, your action figure, Dave, would literally wow. at least $50. It's a Super 7 Ultimate. It is, is a what Super 7 is. Ultimate. Joe you, kind of, Joe, you kind of described like a WWE Mattel Elite style figure. Yeah, so or like an AEW. Your price point is yeah. probably about 25 about, yeah, I feel yeah. like my figure would be pretty cheap, right? Well, depends how... Those little mini figures know, inside that tote. Stuff, yeah. That could be expensive too. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know. You're like, you're like an ultimate WWE. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a, like a GI Joe size guy, or a, or, or the Ninja yeah. Turtle with those extra just cheap plastic accessories. Oh, okay. I'm not talking like fancy I, accessories. You're not here. talking like painted accessories. Just no, all, all molded one color. <laughs> no, I mean the thing that's going to cost the most is the uh, the clay used for my belly. So that's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be more expensive than the accessories. Yeah, I think I need a little clay on my belly, too. Well, okay, so you're talking, you know, Ninja Turtle scale, right? Like four, sure. four and a half, yeah, five inch a small little guy. That, that makes yeah. sense. And that kind of, that leads us into a, a question we got this week. All right. This is a good one. So this question we got on Facebook from Sam. And, uh, man, like for real, I probably spent an hour in, like, deep thought trying to figure out what my answer to this question will be. So I'm excited to hear your guys' answer. Oh. But the question is... You have to assemble the four Ninja Turtles, but you get to pick any of their versions from over the years. So, for example, you got Slam Dunkin' Don, Talkin' Raphael, OG Michelangelo. So what, in your opinion, are the best versions of each of the original four Turtles? Whoa. I don't know. It's it's best or it's just our favorite, you know, like either Uh, or. Well, okay, so that's Sam's question. I'm going to add a... Oh, I was gonna. This is so. I was hard. gonna tweak this question. I wonder if it changes your answer, so, Joe. Yeah. I can go with mine first because I didn't have a lot of turtles' choice, but I had okay. a couple of these guys. I've okay. seen a couple of these guys that my younger brother had, so I kind of went off that. Okay. And which ones I remembered uh, in the research. So I guess I can throw mine out there and let you guys let us do what you want to do with this question. <laughs> but uh, I had Samurai Leo. Okay, yeah, Sewer, Sewer Samurai. Samurai. Yeah, yep. and then the uh, turtle, it, it was it was yeah. like undercover Donatello. Okay, yep. same wave right here. It's, Dave. A, it's the first like versions of them and different. Oh boy, outfits. curveball yeah. here. Yeah. Heavy metal Raph. Oh, oh that's a good a little one. rock star Raphael yeah. or whatever yeah. it was, yeah. and then uh, Michelangelo's a wrestler. It was like yeah. okay, like the yeah. snake around his neck. Yeah, I had those. I guys. almost picked that one myself. Yeah. All very very cool. Uh, yeah. The football ones. Or the football Leo was was yep, was one other one we had, but I, I, the yeah. Samurai one I remember much yeah, much better. Yeah, it's a classic one. I don't think I had any other Raphaels other than Heavy Metal Raph. I think I had I had a lot of Mikeys. I had the the rapping Mike, the wrestler Mike, mm-hmm. and then there was another Michelangelo. Mike had a lot of cool professions. That, those are my four: Heavy Metal Raph, Undercover, yeah, that's not Don, a bad list. Samurai no, Leo, and Wrestler all. Mikey. What's what is it? What's Wrestler Mikey's name? Shell Slam and Mike. Slammin'. There you go. Yeah. So now I'll let you guys do what you got to do here. Well, yeah, that's not a bad answer, Dave. Um, you know, for me, Joe, I don't know about you. When I was doing the research, like Mikey, there's so many good options. So many. And Donatello honestly had quite yeah, a few a great lot. options. Yeah. Um, because yeah, of the best two turtles. For me, Raphael, man, I'm like, ah, there's not. I've I got one, but he I got was, one too. He was the hardest one for me because Heavy Metal Roth is he's a cool figure, but I don't know something about those like 
leopard pants or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> not my favorite. All right, so here's I tweaked the question in my mind. Okay, let's see. I uh, I picked. I wouldn't pick two figures like from the same like wave. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I didn't pick two rock and roll turtles. Yeah. Or two disguise. I picked one from like different. Tried to make it more challenging. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So with that being said, I think I did the same thing too, but on accident. All right. You yeah. want to go back and forth, or you want me to just say my four Wait, and then you, you just want to say all four? How about I say a turtle and you guys each say one? Oh, Boom, yeah, let's do that. One. Perfect. That's, that's right. why you're here. Let's start with Leo. Leo, I had to think uh, pretty hard about, and. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with lifeguard Leo, okay. which is a hoof man. That's a that's, that's a sewer squirter. So he's got the yeah. backpack, and you fill it with water, and when you squeeze it, he spits water out. Mm-hmm. I'm going lifeguard Leo. That was a hard one to pick, though. I tried to stick with ones that I actually had as a kid. Yeah. Um, and I for Leo, I chose Wolfman Leo. Ooh. Oh. Wolfman Leo was definitely yeah. in my top two or three. Universal Monster Turtles. I mean, all four of those are money, so you can't go wrong. Well, yeah. Well, there's actually two waves, so technically yeah. all eight of them are yeah. money. And, yeah, those figures are great. Um, but, yeah, Lifeguard Leo for me. Wolfman for you. All right, yeah, who's next? Who we got? Let's go with Donatello. Ooh. Donatello, a couple great options. Dude, but Donatello. for me, I'm going Punker Don. Oh, Punker Don. That's a good one. Punker Don. Rock and roll. He's got the mohawk. He's got the keytar. Mm. He's got the flute. Awesome, yeah. awesome figure. And Super 7's making an ultimate of they that They are sculpt. making an ultimate. Yeah, yeah. so Punker Don for me. Don was tough for me. Um, I had a lot of Donatellos as a kid, and I picked the one that I was the most excited to get, and that's Movie Star Don. Okay. With the rubber skin, and that one, I love that one as a child so yeah, much. Movie Star figures yeah. are awesome. All right. How about Michelangelo? Oof. So many Mikes. So many Mikeys to choose from, but I narrowed it down to two, and man, like I was going back and forth, but honestly, I think I just got to stick with OG baby, sewer surfer, oh. Mike, Mike the sewer surfer, mm-hmm. the colors, the accessories, mm-hmm. that figure just pops, man. So it's got to be sewer surfer Mike for me. You won't be surprised that I picked the same Michelangelo. <laughs> it's got to be right. Sewer surfer Mike, it has to be. I mean, he got the most bathtub play with the the surfboard <laughs> and yeah, sewer surfer Mike. Yep, Raph. So that was the hard. Okay, Raphael for me was the hardest one because Raph's my guy, but so many of his figures, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I almost picked Storage Shell. Almost. That's not bad. It's not bad, but I found one that I do like more. uh, But I never had this figure, but, Mm -hmm. you know, who cares? So Universal Monsters Wave 2, Mutant Raphael, Raphael. where he's got that giant brain head and the way he's painted. Super, super cool figure. Um, So that's the one I went with. Mutant Raph. I just took it old school, and for Raphael, I went with the OG soft head Raphael. Okay. First release Raph. I mean, to me, you can't beat those figures. Okay, so yeah. we're kind of in the same boat. Pretty much. Yeah, because it's like Space Cadet Raph, and then all yeah. the other versions. I'm like, man. How'd I, they do- I almost picked Wacky Action, but I they was like. They did our man uh, dirty, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that's it. I mean, we thought nice and hard Great about question. it. Great question. Awesome. That's the kind of questions yeah. I want to. That's the stuff I want to debate in my mind at mm-hmm. night. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I like it. So we'll step away from Turtles for a minute because I know we've got a couple more Turtles questions. We don't want to overload with Turtles early. So sure. let's, let's turn the clocks back a little bit. Let's go oh, backwards in time. In. Melanie asks, what is your favorite vintage toy 
non-action figure, she specifies, that most other people have probably forgotten about. Ooh, I got my... The forgotten about It took me half a second. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm excited to hear what you picked. Because I've been reconnected with this toy very recently. Do you guys have an answer? I do have an answer, yeah. It was a tough one, but I would love to hear what you came up with in half a second when it took me a couple (laughs) minutes to to Well, not only can I tell you but i can show you because this toy is within 10 feet of my person right now i just gotta go grab it all right it's right here oh okay yep i know it because i had i had the hamburger one joe knows what i'm talking about wow you ever seen this thing yeah yeah so this is mid 90s at its best this is a mcdonald's French fry mm-hmm. maker. Who had this thing? Wow. I didn't have it. I had the hamburger one, but so this was uh this, this toy cinnamon sugar thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so this toy was my sister's toy, but you know they let me play with it too. So the idea with this thing, what you do is you just take a regular old slice of bread, yep. cut the crust off it. Actually, that's what this piece right here is for. Mm-hmm. It's like a little mold. Push it down on a piece of bread. Takes all the crust off. You take that piece of bread, stick it in top. Then it's got this little lever on the side. You straight a little just cut gr- that bad boy. <laughs> grinder. You just kind of turn it around, and it ends up taking the bread down to the bottom into nice little cut French fry pieces. Yep. And then yeah, you stick them in there. You put a little cinnamon, cinnamon sugar on sugar. top, and you eat them. Dude. And my God, me and my sisters in the in 1996, we ate so many. Keithy, where's all the bread? Soggy bread, <laughs> French fries. So the funny thing about this toy is like me and my sisters will occasionally talk about it to this day. Like, remember that French fry maker? And like maybe two months ago, guy I know from the shop walks in the door. He's holding it in his hands. I'm like, oh, I'll take the French that. fry maker. I'm like, I am so excited to see this. I immediately text a picture to every member of my family. They're all like losing their minds. <laughs> I take it home. I show show the kids how to make it. Yeah. Needless to say, next day, mm-hmm. <laughs> my kids, entire loaf of bread oh, gone. I One day, imagine. whole yeah. loaf of bread making French fries Dude, on this French thing. French fry heaven. Yeah, those things are cool. <laughs> so yeah, that's my toy. Love this thing. Yeah. But yeah, nobody, you know, not a lot of people they remember don't talk this about thing. It, no. Yeah. no, not at all. Now so, the one yeah. I picked. I don't know if it's forgotten about, but you don't hear about it a lot. And I picked Air Raiders. You remember Air Raiders? Oh, wow. They were the Educate little, me. They were the little, like, jets or planes. Oh, I do. On the okay. ring. You would wear it on your hand yeah. on a ring, and it had a little, like, translucent stick that would hold the plane up, which always broke. But I just thought they were super cool. I, I remember getting a three-pack when I was a kid. It came with, like, two red and black ones and, like, a big yellow one. So is the idea you're wearing a ring with a plane on it, on and you just kind of throw you your just, hand you around the air? and around, make... yeah. Yeah, and I thought they were really cool as a kid, and you don't see them that often. I don't hear people talk about it that often. Yeah, okay. Uh, Now that you've explained it, I totally remember them. Definitely did not have Air Raiders as a kid. Yeah, no, I I really put too much focus, I think, for mine on the vintage part, which is why I was racking my brain because at first I'm like, oh, it's like you know, cowboys and Indians or army men. Oh, you're going, you're going. But then like everybody had those. I'm like, oh, you know, the the old school (laughs) pop gun was always cool. You you cock it, yeah. Pop, pop it, um, and then I was like, oh, you know, in, the, in my head, I'm like, oh, it was all those old, old school, cool little puzzles, which you can still get, like a ball bearing maze was one of my favorites as a kid. But I'm like, yeah, you can still get those. People remember those. So I thought 
uh, of two toys that I'm like, I'm not sure if people forgot about them or not, but one being Karate Fighters. Okay. Oh, boy. Dude, karate Fighters. And Man, then, I got a Karate Fighter story. I'm going to tell in a minute. <laughs> all right. And then the I other one I had that was that I had a lot of was the old Tiger Electronics like handheld video oh, game. Oh, yeah. love those. So there was like fishing ones, baseball ones. Those were fun, and I had a ton of them. I had one for every sport, and the fishing one. Got a lot of play. That was yeah. like the toilet, uh, the toilet <laughs> electronic game. Was that in the, the one house. in the shape of the fishing rod? Yes, yes, sure. it was yeah. awesome. We're talking pre-iPhone, mm-hmm. so you're going yeah. to the bathroom. Sure. What are you doing yeah. with your time? Yeah, you know, you got the little, my, little electronic game. <laughs> my bathroom, growing up, had the little slot machine. Oh, uh, you know, game. Yep. <laughs> so Dave had fishing. You I had, had a slot slots. machine. My family had Yahtzee. Yahtzee, Who, that's <laughs> Dude, a good one. This Yahtzee game, man, <laughs> love it. Good times. <laughs> karate fighter story. Go for it. Oh yeah, so karate fighters. So, you know, same thing. I had a set of electronic karate fighters. Mm-hmm. You know, probably bought it in 1997. Doc Hendricks was probably shilling it oh, on an course. episode of uh, Superstars or Raw Livewire, maybe. So I bought some. So I had it, and I played it quite a bit. So, you know, I'm, at some point in my life, probably like in the year 2001, you know, I was probably playing it in my backyard and, you know, forgot about it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm talking like three years ago. So, no, let's say four years ago. 2019, okay? We are at my mom's house, Easter Sunday, where we put all the eggs in the backyard for the kids to find. It's an Easter egg hunt. So all the kids are looking around for eggs back of my mom's house has and a lot of houses have this you know like you know where you would get like milk delivery so you yeah, got yeah. that little slot in the back the yep, door the little door you know, like yeah in the brick wall is door you open it and the dude, milk yeah. man would stick mm-hmm. milk there so kids are looking for eggs can't find the last egg you know like there's only one egg left so at some point i go over to the milk thing i'm like let me open this maybe someone put an egg in it i open the the old milk door my karate fighters <laughs> My karate fighters, my oh, childhood karate fighters, are sitting in this That's so crazy. Covered in, I mean, they were there for literally twenty plus That's years. Insane that no one looked at there. My mom, we all just start cracking. I'm like, how? Oh, <laughs> Think of all God. the time, all the back- backyard wrestling shows yeah. in my mom's back. Like we've been back there so many times. Right. Twenty years, dude. My karate fighters just sat in that thing. So needless to say, I took them home. They're proudly on display in my basement. That is hilarious. But yeah, funny, man. 20 plus years. What a great story to have tied to those things. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, geez. All right. All right, am I up now to pick here? Yeah, yeah Joe. You All right, let's fire see. one away. Man. I'm going to be a little selfish here, and I'm going to take it to wrestling because I want to hear your guys' stories. Ooh. And this comes from Cosmo. And the question is, I loved the Marty Jannetty chilling on your couch story. What other Hasbro-era wrestlers did you work with, or do you have any fun indie wrestling stories? Okay. So should we preface this question with a little backstory? Like, yeah. I guess we've never officially <laughs> talked about it. Tell so, everyone about your career here. Okay, so me personally, I've you know wrestled independently professional wrestling for a long 15 time. Years. 15 years, wow. people. 15 year vet Since, right here. Yep. So trained in 2007, started in January 2008. So that's 15 years of shows, you know, all around the Midwest. And I've seen, I've been a part of a lot of them. So, you know, not only as a wrestler, but also running a professional wrestling company for the entirety of those 15 years as well. Right. So I've dealt with a lot of Hasbro era wrestlers, either in the ring or, you know, 
you know, booking them on shows and putting them in matches. So mm-hmm. I've got some stories. And then, you know, Dave, as long as I have, you've, you've been involved in wrestling too, right? Yeah, absolutely. 2007, a little bit different path to start our careers, but um, even though we knew each other, but yeah, been around. I mean, I, I kind of stopped wrestling in 2008, right when I was getting my career started to focus on behind the scenes stuff and more ring announcing and managing. And then of course, you know, the fickle mistress that is pro wrestling just sucks you back in every couple of years and you, you lace those boots back up here and there. But, uh, um, yeah, no, a, a couple guys Hasbro era that he specifically, uh, had focused on in the question. I mean, we did a show with Tatanka. He was a really nice guy. Yep. Um, yeah. the thing I remember about Tatanka is like in booking Tatanka for the show, he was like one of the first talents where most of the time, you know, at least back in the day, negotiating with these dudes was pretty easy it was an email a text you know a little back and forth you buy a plane ticket it's over i remember tatanka legit it was like a 10 page contract oh wow like a like a lawyer drew this bad boy up it had all sorts of i mean super cool guy and really easy to work with but that i was that thing was blowing my mind i'm like oh my god i think feel like i need to have like my mom read this thing for me before i (laughs) sign it yeah, we we could do a whole podcast on just this topic, but uh, yeah, we with, should in the future. Like a, like a, a quick Tatanka story I had was on that that show. I'd made the programs for that show uh, back when I was making programs for every show we had, and then to, and then I had like a, like a, the middle of it, like a centerfold, if you will. It was like a Tatanka like facts and things, and I had had in there that he played in the NFL for the Detroit Lions. So when I met him, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know." It was, put this program together and he was looking at it and he he took one with him and he thought it was so cool that we had that in there and he talked about his time with the Detroit Lions so it was cool to hear that story That's awesome. um even though he was with them for like really just like half a season I mean he was like a special teams player didn't have a lot of playing time but he just talked about that so when he lived in Detroit for six months and wow. got That's to hear cool. that from Tatanka That's cool um, another guy uh, that I did that we did one show with also was Bill, Billy Gunn. I mean, I'd yeah, met him. Yeah, see, on, I don't really remember much of working. No. With, I mean, obviously, I booked him for the show and met him, but I don't have any Billy Gunn. Who stories. did he work? Do you remember who he worked? Uh, he wrestled Tim. Yeah. Tim, yeah. okay. Yeah, a nightmare guy to work with from that era was the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, Brooklyn Brawler, <laughs> baby! Whole podcast on that. We'll ignore <laughs> it. Um, uh, one of my favorite guys to work with from that era on shows and just super one of the as advertised Jimmy Hart. I loved working on shows with Jimmy Hart. Did you ever work on a show with Jimmy? Never met Jimmy Hart. Oh my god, Jimmy Hart, baby! The 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 best compliments I ever got in the business. The best advice, like just yeah. Jimmy Hart and in the ring talking. Yeah, like I learned so much from Jimmy Hart and the, the by just being in the ring with him. That's it was awesome. incredible. And I was ring announcing and he was managing and just. The, the little nuggets he, he dropped yeah. and his positioning and just pros pro. Um, a guy that's controversial to most people, but I thought he was just one of the sweetest humans on the planet was Bob Holly. <laughs> oh, my dude. Bob, everybody hears horror stories. Horror about, stories. About like, oh, Bob, yeah. Star, Bob Holly, you know, to the point where when we were booking him, I was a little apprehensive, but dude. So nice, right? Yeah. I loved Bob Holly. He couldn't have been more polite. Like he learned all of our names. Like, yes, it was. Oh, I, I remember you telling me that story. Yeah. yeah, like when he left the show and he's shaking everybody's and hand and thanking them. He remembered your name from introducing him. I had a good conversation. He was one of my favorite wrestlers in that Attitude Era. I mean, even Sparkplug Holly, I liked. Yeah, but like all the way through Attitude Era, 
he had that. That's one of the reasons I mentioned him is his cup of coffee with the Hasbro. He was just so cool, so nice. I actually had a Bob Holly shirt that people used to make fun of me for back I remember this 20 shirt. years ago. <laughs> and, uh, so it was cool to get to meet him. And then he was just even better in person than you would yeah. imagine. And we, we talked about the, the TV show alone that he's been trying to get onto for, for years and years and years. And, uh, a guy who was helping him, he told me to try to get on this show because he had connections to Hollywood, was actually X-Pac, who I didn't get to meet, but I know, Keith, you got to work a show with him. Yeah, we did like a, it was crazy. It was like a double shot with X-Pac. So we had a show in Ohio that X-Pac was a part of, and then the next day he ended up uh, working on our show here in Michigan. But So the first night in Ohio, that was what I was thinking when Cosmo asked the questions, like, okay, who have I been in the ring with yeah. in the Hasbro era? And you know, like Dave just rattled off a lot of dudes that we booked and did things with in the ring itself. I can only think of two people. One's Xbox. So there's a six man tag in Ohio. One, two, three kid Xbox on the babyface team. I'm on the heel team. We're talking like five minute post show main event, send homes, you know, fans home happy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I get in there with old Pac and get a little flurry of kicks in the corner. <laughs> That's it. Literally, that was the extent of working together. <laughs> Uh, in the ring so that happened and then uh another one is i wrestled a fake doink the clown before mm, does that count i'm yeah. gonna count it if it's not <laughs> i'm gonna count ray it. apollo or <laughs> Steve no or, uh, it was fake doink the clown but he was a pretty good fake born yeah so wrestle oh, doink so that's my two in-ring stories but i did have another marty Janetti story that i could talk about people here. love your marty Janetti stories so marty Janetti, obviously one of my favorites as a kid and we booked marty geez three or four times over the years and you know the first time that we ended up using him on a show was probably like 2009 2010 and it happened like just kind of like randomly it was like four days before the show mutual friend goes hey you guys want to use marty on saturday and i'm like marty Janetti, yes so <laughs> why are you even asking so marty shows up we find a way to get, we get him on the show right so it's like we're having a tournament that night. Marty ends up being in one of the qualifying matches, not in a match against me. One of my biggest regrets. I should have Man, booked myself yeah. against Marty that day. Yep. But so Marty Janetti shows up, walks to the ring. He's wearing his WrestleMania no. 7 gear. Wow. WrestleMania wow. 7 gear. I'm like, oh, if I was jealous before, now wow. Marty's out here in the WrestleMania 7 duds. I'm like, oh my God. So, anyways. Marty has a match, super cool guy, easy to work with, nice, hangs out with us after the show. A couple months go by, we're like, you know what, let's book Marty again, but yeah. let's do it right this time, because the first <laughs> time was on a whim. So, like, we book Marty again, we, you know, promote this match, we get Marty, he's in the main event this time. Yes. Marty, and I'm thinking, ooh, what's Marty going to show up in? You know, he's going to have, like, WrestleMania 6 gear, he's going to yeah. have, like, you know, <laughs> Royal Rumble flowing. 93, that black and white boy, can't, you know, he's in the main event, he's yeah, going to yeah. be looking like a million bucks. Marty gets to the arena, Marty walks to the ring, guess what he's got on? Blue jeans. He's got on <laughs> white gym shoes, he's got on <laughs> basketball shorts. And a cutoff shirt. Looked like he just got done mowing his lawn. Oh, Marty. <laughs> Walking to the ring in the main event of our big, big show. So still a great guy. Love him. But, yeah. man, unreliable We're, on the gear, man. man. <laughs> Boy, he might show up in WrestleMania 7. He might show up in the Sunday, that is Sunday a, worst. That's, dude, that's a big difference. <laughs> uh, I won't go into to too long with the last, two, <laughs> the last two guys that come to mind from, from Hasbro era. There's so many other – a lot of Attitude Era guys – 
Yeah. And just, you know, a lot uh, of ECW guys. ECW I got guys. About. Man, that, yeah. that is a whole other podcast. But yeah, yeah, let's uh but Scott Steiner, um I'll I'll save the story on Scott Steiner, but you know, he was he was very intense. I'll just leave it yeah. at that. Dude, he's very, intense. very intense individual. <laughs> well, hell I'll tell the story because it's hilarious. <laughs> so double it's funny, the double shot is whether it was gonna tell the story. So it was I was we were doing a loop with Scott Steiner's three all three days. It was a. Uh, uh, all in Ohio. It was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday loop. We were literally three different cities across the state of Ohio. Uh-huh. This uh, promoter down there was running. Oh, Shasta, shout out. But uh, So we're in Maslin for night one, and it's like a, a gymnasium. It's like the Maslin City Hall, like big gymnasium. Yeah. Big, probably, big football town. Probably, yeah, probably 1,500, 2,000 mm-hmm. people at this show. Big turnout. It's got Carlito and, and Scotty Steiner on it. I'm in the ring ring announcing carlito comes out he's cutting a heel promo he's you know chewing the apple up he's threatening to spit on people scott steiner the siren hits siren hits and it's going and it's going and it's going and it's going and carly comes over to me and he's like you know if this guy doesn't come out i'm gonna have to spit an apple on you like just giving you the heads up i'm like yeah i know i, I get it like I'm let's, let's hope not like i'm hoping not because i don't want the you know, i'm just the ring announcer guy but uh scott steiner he finally comes out place goes crazy him and carlito have a little main event match turns out gets the back scott steiner was in the gym of the of this place working oh out his music's hitting and he's like throwing up 500 pounds on the bench was he aware his music was no he was okay. completely oblivious they had to run down and of course it's like you got to have like a like the gym people were just excited oh my god scott steiner is yeah, here man. like they know who he is his household name so then the next night on the loop so i didn't get the ring announcing the first night next time on the loop we're in uh like middleton ohio which is between dayton and cincinnati and i'm over there i say hey, you know i get to actually enter Ring announce him tonight. So I'm like, hey, Scott, what do you, how do you want me to announce you? And he just goes, uh, 265, Atlanta, no, Anna, no, Bait, no, uh, 265, Big Bad Booty Dad, no, <laughs> uh, we're in Ohio, so. Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> like, okay. Thanks, Scotty. And then I just walked away and was like, that was the, like, I just completely stupefied oh. him by asking him his weight and where he was from. <laughs> so we're ringing out some. And then he was like, I'm like, do I'm nice. I'm not going big, bad booty daddy. He wanted it, but then he opted yeah. out. So, yeah. and then the third night, I didn't even have any interaction with him. But that was my Scott Steiner story. That's awesome. And then, uh, and then Greg the Hammer Valentine is my last story. Uh, I'll try to make it quick here because I know we're already pushing time. But uh, Greg Danner Valentine was a, one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid, which is weird because he's not appealing to kids at all. But I got to meet him, ironically, in a backyard when I was still kind of backyard wrestling. I was in that transition phase of backyard wrestling and pro wrestling. We were getting a little bit of training on the side here and there. But uh, I was in the viral video that if you remember Cosmo, you may be too young. I don't know. might be old enough to remember. I have no idea. But back in 2007, there was a, a viral video that hit the Internet. It was only online for maybe a week to 10 days before it got taken down by uh, the promoter. But, uh, yeah, it was Greg Valentine in a backyard. It was like called Greg Valentine Backyard Wrestles, and I was the guy <laughs> getting beat up by Greg Valentine. Me and my buddy who still wrestles, uh, Bill Martell, he, me and him were, were the guys bumping around for Greg Valentine in that backyard video. Um, so if you remember it, Cosmo, great. If not, unfortunately, it's no longer on the Internet. But that thing I remember within the first couple of days had like 130,000 mm-hmm. views, and it, 
and we were getting a ton of backlash. And I just remember the promoter like, "I'm just going to take this thing down." I didn't expect it to get this Imagine much vitriol. As, now. Yeah, like Imagine in two, what it could be. Mike was ahead of his time in thinking of putting this online because nowadays that would have blown up and everybody mm-hmm. would have accepted well, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And nowadays, just backyard wrestling in general is way yeah. more accepted, right? Like yeah. so many wrestlers you watch on TV started in the backyard. Yep. Open, yeah. They openly talk about it, but. Man, back in the day when we were doing that, that was, it was like a no-no. Uh, you, you were blackballed from the business in a yeah. way. It was, yeah. it was crazy. It, so it was tough. times have changed a lot. Great stories, guys. Man. Thanks. Yeah. So we've got. Oof, boy. We could just we could rattle off a million of them, but we'll save those <laughs> save for. Those. We'll, we'll do a we'll do, do a wrestling specific yeah. podcast in the future. So the people want it. So hey, let's just totally totally change subjects <laughs> here. And sing some of our favorite toy jingles oh, from baby. the past. That question comes from Megan. She wants us to sing some of our favorite toy jingles from back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> guys, you ready? ready? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start. So, like, remember Ninja Turtles, you know, Playmates and Ninja Turtles had its own jingle separate from the cartoon. Yes. And it went like this. It went like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by Playmates. By Playmates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. The first one that came to my mind, I mean, there was two that I had. The first one that came to my mind was more of a, a board game, which I think still falls in the toy category. But sure, was, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was Crossfire, don't get caught in the Crossfire, don't get caught in the Crossfire, Crossfire, Crossfire. <laughs> Dude, the most hype Dude, commercial. For real. And here's the thing. Like, we have a question later, uh, you know, where we talk about being let down by a toy. Crossfire was not one of those toys. Oh, absolutely not. It lived not. up it to lived that. Up to that the commercial was so hype, and then you get it, and you're like, this is the most exciting thing I've Dude, ever done in my life. For real. <laughs> All, All right, right so you got a jingle? I got one, which I had forgotten about until you reminded me. Okay. And that is Creepy Crawlers. <laughs> and you knew when you heard that commercial come on, you were going to see some badass kids putting these bugs in their dad's breakfast, in their mom's <laughs> hair. It was just great. And I know there's more words, but I don't know them. So we're, we're just going to go with that. Uh, another one I thought about, remember the old My Buddy doll? Yes. So I wanted that doll for a long time. And uh, actually, it ties into another question we'll be talking about in a minute. But So, yeah, the My Buddy doll was like, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy and me. Yep, yep, and then it yep. probably ended like, by play school. By play school, yeah. <laughs> Which it kind of inspired Chucky, the sure. Child's Play Absolutely. movies. Yeah. And then inspired a song. By Ice Nine Kills called Assault and Batteries, which I'm plays unaware. I'm unaware of that. Plays the My Buddy theme in the song. In the actual song? They sample it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Who knew? I'll have to yeah. listen to that. Thing. Only me. Or yeah, only you. Fans any, of any modern other, heavy metal music. Any other jingles, guys? I've got one that I think we'll all know. Feel yep. free to join in if you want. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. They got a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. Yes, sir. From what? Bikes to trains to video games? To aeroplanes? Aer- the biggest toy store yeah. there is? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah classic. Miss, miss those commercials, man. I know. But, yeah, so lots of cool jingles. And, you know, talking about the My Buddy doll and talking about it inspiring Chucky yeah. kind of leads us to the next question, which, again, comes from Melanie. She asks... As kids, my siblings and I used to have this rollerblading troll doll that we believed to be haunted. 
<laughs> Any toys from your past that you right. wish you never crossed paths Dude, that with. question cracked me up so bad when I read it. Like, how terrifying could a troll doll be on rollerblades? But, yeah. Never had a Ouija. I would love to hear that story. <laughs> never had a Ouija board, but I've heard tons of Ouija yes. board stories to where whenever I would be at somebody's house or my cousin had one and I would just see it, I'd be like, I'd give yeah. the shudder of like I don't even want to mess with that. I, so to this day, I probably won't touch juju. one. No, no thanks. But uh, no, I mean it's not so much a, a toy that I had that that uh, that I was haunted by, mm-hmm. but kind of a, a story that I regretted having said toy where I left said toy was um, this had to have been late ninety ninety one. Uh, my my parents were out of town and my grandparents were at the house watching me and my brothers. And uh, my, my older brother was probably on the cusp where he could be with us a couple hours, but not for like a weekend that my parents were gone. Mm-hmm. But it was a Saturday night. Saturday night's main event was on. And I believe it was the episode where Earthquake crushed Damien because in my head, that's just where it ties up. So that's why I say late 90, early 91. I believe it might have been early 91. Um, but nonetheless, we were up late. My grandparents were sleeping. My younger brother was still kind of a baby. I mean, he was like less than two or, or right around two years old. Grandparents got him to sleep. Me, my cousin, and my older brother are making all kinds of ruckus. We're like wrestling on the couch bed. It, grandparents yell down, shut up, like, <laughs> go to bed, like, getting mad at us. So then finally comes around. Of course, I've got the big mouth out of all three of us. I'm the loudest one. Wake up my younger brother. He's crying. My grandpa comes downstairs to yell at us. He's yelling at us. And I had, had played with my hard plastic, like, hockey mini stick. Mm-hmm. I had that and like a hockey puck I was playing with, and I left it right by the stairs, oh, no. like laying on. So my grandpa was originally like using it, just shaking at us in a threatening manner. And then I said something smart mouth, like a jackass, a jack wagon. Jack and wagon. then got uh, I got a good little slash across the shin with it. So I never Ooh. looked at that mini stick the same way again. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I, I every time I saw that mini stick, I had that memory, and it was. Um, not a good one. Yeah. It was haunting. That's funny. <laughs> the only time in my life I've ever seen my grandfather yeah. like furiously angry him. mad. He pushed him to his max. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That happens. Well, yeah, I mean in regards to like a you know, a haunted toy. So I have this memory and I feel like it's my memory, but it's a memory that like a lot of people have, so maybe I've like fabricated this in my mind, but okay. like Everybody remembers the Teddy Ruxpin, right? Absolutely. Oh my you know, God, yeah. you put your tape in your Teddy, and he's got mm-hmm. the batteries, and he talks to you, and his eyes blink. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but I can, you know, I can remember, like, there's no tape in my Teddy. Yeah. I don't even think there's batteries in this bad oh, boy. Oh, my God, here we go. And he just starts talking, and he's blinking, and you're like, how I have definitely, is this possible, yeah. right? Like. I've experienced the eyes blinking yeah. on their own with nothing else going on. You're like, my yeah. Teddy Ruxpin is possessed. Yeah. That, to this, when you Teddy Ruxpin now is so creepy. Yeah, all right? those animatronic stuffed toys from <laughs> so the eighties and nineties all had a little creep factor to them. Yeah. Right. So Teddy Ruxpin's one, and then the other one for me would have been the My Buddy doll, which you know I wanted it for a long time. You see those ads, you're like, man, looks so much. You know, I got two sisters, but I don't have a brother, but I could have a My Buddy doll. <laughs> <laughs> But then a couple years go by and Child's Play comes out and you see Chucky. And nope. now nope. now you see a My Buddy doll and you're just like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like when I was a kid, he was cute and he could have been my buddy. Literally, now I'm like, oh, a lady brought a My Buddy doll in the store maybe like two months ago, you know, trying to sell it. And I was like, 
uh, I'm sadly going to have to pass. Like, how, just, how angry was that company when, <laughs> when Child's Play came out and, oh, dude, and drove their school, sales? Seriously, yeah. it probably tanked their sales because, yeah. yeah, it's just so intertwined with it. Yeah, it's just right. it's creepy. So I have a story, but it, it wasn't my toy, right? So for a short time when I was young, my grandmother, my mom's mom, lived with us, and she had a super creepy porcelain doll <gasps> like you know like the three yeah. footers right yeah and it would yeah. sit on her dresser right yeah so yes. now you would have to walk by her room to get to mine right <laughs> and the way her dresser was against that far wall this thing was always looking out <laughs> and no matter you, you couldn't help yourself you would walk by her room and you would look in and you swore these dolls eyes were just following you every time you walked by creepiest thing especially at night we <laughs> hated it and there is dolls are creepy. There is a whole island somewhere. There's a, there's documentaries on it and stuff. It's supposed to be one of those haunted places. Yeah. On in the world, and it's just all a bunch of doll heads and dolls, and yeah. it, they blink and they talk to you and stuff like it. What is it about dolls? It's crazy. Yeah, I just don't get it. It's like the spirit. It's just there's a whole you yeah. know aspect of the horror film genre yeah, specifically dolls. <laughs> yeah. like dolls are its own thing <laughs> right. annabelle right that's yeah. i don't watch i'm not a big horror movie fan but yeah it's like geez every yeah. yeah no thanks yikes yeah no dolls creepy 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 yeah. all right guys <clears throat> let's uh rat we're gonna rattle off a couple of questions pr in pretty quick fashion yeah, here because yeah. we are talking we're a having lot. fun here though we are but we've got a bunch more to go through so let's kind of rapid fire the next few questions okay. here all right. so jeff asks in a battle to the death no mm. weapons, hand-to-hand -hand combat. Mm -hmm. Who would win? The four Ninja Turtles and Master Splinter or the original five Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? To me, this was the easy answer, and it's the Ninja Turtles and Splinter. Right. Hands down, right? So, yeah, that's what I thought. They said no weapons means no yeah. Megazords. However, uh -oh. I think Turtles would dominate the fight, yeah. but I'm not sure Splinter would let them kill the Power Rangers since it's a fight to You're the right. death. You're Dude, right. I was literally thinking the same thing. But on the flip side, Power Rangers aren't going to kill no. either. Like, Splinter I don't will know, let Tommy's them knock them He's got that. Ori it's five. Original five. Tommy's they don't have Tommy. If they you know, had Tommy, they'd stand a chance. Jason, <laughs> he could get a little dark, I bet. He probably could. Yeah. yeah, they could they could they could do it. Oh, I feel, yeah. I trust turtles mm -hmm. to not kill humans more than I could trust humans to not kill turtles. Here's the thing yeah. though, Raphael would oh, just have a lapse in judgment yep. and he'd just murder them all. Yep. <laughs> and then he'd, he'd go walk away. He wouldn't even need help. He'd just take them all. <laughs> and it's I think true. if anyone's most likely to murder out of mm -hmm. these five, it's Roth. Probably, right? yeah, you're probably right. I don't even think Splinter would really fight. He would just be standing back, just watching them, you know. Yeah, but the, the death element definitely right. threw a wrench in it. Because without yeah. the death, you're like turtles for sure. Yeah, they're just And then no weapons, bigger. you're like turtles for sure. Yeah. Because the Power Rangers, they would need their weapons. Yes. You got. They have to have the guns, you know, they're little, oh, yeah. little side they have piece to be blasters. Morphed. Yeah. yeah. Just think if they weren't morphed, they wouldn't stand a chance. Yeah. It was just a teenager. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Billy, Billy can't fight. So we're all in agreement. It'd probably be turtles. Yes, probably be turtles. Okay. Yeah, turtles. I mean, that was the only thing that was like. And yeah. I don't think Splinter would let him kill. But that, that's yeah. a good Raph point. Raffle wild card, hothead. He Dude, could. He is a hothead. Yeah, he could see one of his brothers get killed by Jason, oh, and then just it's done. Snap and take them all out. Red versus red, baby. <laughs> all right, here we go. Next question, and Dave, you're gonna uh, you're gonna take the reins on oh. this one. Brad, <laughs> Brad wants us to okay. talk about his favorite childhood toy, yeah. Micro Machines. I was surprised that Micro Machines would be someone's favorite toy line. That's cool. I, I mean, it definitely wasn't my favorite. I had a lot of the Power Rangers, and I had a lot of the Star Wars. 
you know, now machines. looking back, you know, when I get my hands on micro machines, I think yeah. they're really cool. You know, if my son gets a hold of them, he plays yeah. with them hardcore. So they are awesome toys. But I think the timing, you know, because it's like 93, 94. Yeah, yeah. So by then I'm like 12, 13. Yeah, micro I'm machines, absolutely. I don't even think I had any. Yeah. Not as a kid. Right. But Dave, what are your thoughts on micro machines? Well, the first thing that comes to mind with micro machines is the micro machine man and the commercials. Yes. Yes. This yeah. guy is iconic. Yeah. Like, I'll try to do the best Micro Machine Man impression I can. Yeah, for those of you that don't know the Micro Machine Man and the Micro Machine commercials, this dude was just, he would just rattle off speaking at a super, it, super fast rate, yep, right? It's yep. like seven words a second wow. is what it like averages yeah, out so, to be. Yeah. It's insane. And you're going to attempt this right I'm going to attempt Let's it. I'm going to try to get three words a second here. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, I have no, I think his name's like John Machetta or Machida yeah, or something along those lines. he's famous for talking yeah. fast. He yeah, was, they, in, they he all, was in all sorts of ads back Big then. pop culture thing with, with uh, Home Alone before I, or before I jump into Micro Machine Man voice, which I'm trying to speed up my cadence. Okay, it sounds tell. like you're Home, Home Alone <laughs> had a big feature on them. And yeah. during that time, when Home Alone featured Micro Machines as the the things the guy that the bandit slipped on, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bandits. wet bandits, the uh, they were the the hottest selling toy for the first time. Hot Wheels actually oh, sure. like wow subsided. Micro Machines from like eighty, I think it was eighty eight to like ninety two was the hottest selling car toy. But wow, hmm. interesting. If it doesn't say Micro Machines, it's not the real thing. Micro Machines by Galoob were made, including all the popular cars like Lamborghini, Ferrari, Corvettes, Vipers, Mustangs, trucks, trains, emergency vehicles. Tanks, boats, airplanes, helicopters, and motorcycles, monster trucks, including the influential Grave Digger truck, Star Trek, and Star Wars toys, as well as other science fiction characters like Babylon 5, Power Rangers, and Men in Black. James Bond and Joint Steam toys also came once Hasbro purchased micro machines from Galoob. Play sets were included the car wash, the drawbridge, the ramps, the marina, aircraft, cranes, and the best. They are foldable and pocket size. They'll fit in your pocket. Smaller they are, the better they are. Micro machines by Galoob. Wow, that was impressive. <laughs> so, who made micro machines? Right. Galoob. Got it. Galoob, yep. Wow, yeah, so there you go. There you go, Brad. Micro Machines, Brad. If you need to, you know, play this back, put it on slow motion, and you should be able to decipher yeah. half of the words Dave just yeah. said. At least half. <laughs> Those commercials, I watched two or three of them last night. You don't understand 90% of what that dude says. <laughs> no. probably not even I heard anything. car wash in there. <laughs> I heard ramp in there. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I, I didn't have any, but they were fun. They were cool commercials. I love the commercials. Commercials are awesome. Yeah, good The job, packaging Dave. for Micro Machines is awesome. Yeah. Quick question I got for you here, Keith. Yeah. You're probably going to be the only one that can answer this is what three and three quarter inch G.I. Joe is the most valuable today? Okay. Yeah. This yeah. is actually, so I did, I did some research on this one because I wanted to make sure I was correct. And here I'll preface this by saying I was going off loose, right? Yeah. Not carded because obviously if you have a 82 straight arm carded mint, it's going to mm -hmm. be, yeah. you know, crazy expensive. Right. So I'm talking loose, loose, complete, right? Loose three and three quarter. G.I. Joe, vintage action figure, and it's going to be the mail-away figures. Yeah, it has to be, right? That's what it yeah. is. And specifically, there's three different mail-aways. And if you have these figures, you know, loose and complete and excellent shape, they're easily 700 bucks. Yeah. on the low end. It could get higher. So there's three of them uh, from three different years. So there's a Create-A-Cobra Viper figure. So this figure came out in 1993. He's purple. And the idea with this was it was a mail-away. And as a kid, you'd fill out a form naming naming the guy whatever you wanted okay and when it came back in the mail they would have make a file card with your name that's on awesome it. so that figure's cool and then there's the ninja viper he came out a little before that he's teal yeah. looks like basically storm shadow but teal. but teal another super expensive figure and then the third one is a gold head steel brigade he's also mail away from the 
late eighties, early nineties, all those figures loose. We're talking seven, eight hundred bucks all day long. You would have no problem selling them. Um, but yeah, crazy man. Mail away figures are nuts for all nothing, toy lines. Really, outside yeah. of mailaways, nothing was really even close when you got into loose. Right. Yeah, Jed Joe's. I had a ton of them. Loved Jed Joe. So when John, thanks for asking that question, John asked that question. I was I was intrigued myself. Yeah. Okay, guys. So we've got. Uh, Three more questions, and then we're going to wrap things up. Here's one. I'm not sure. I know, Joe, you you said this was the hardest question for you to answer, so I don't even oh, know if you have an answer. But I really don't have an answer. I so. came up with one. That's and good. Let, we'll see if Dave has one. So this also comes from Jeff. Question is, did you ever want a toy so bad, and then when you got it, it didn't live up to your expectations and totally let you down? That's a hard question. Right. So we talked about Crossfire being the opposite of that, Dude, where yeah, it yeah. totally lived up to the hype. But was there a toy that let you down? I got one for yeah. sure. I've got okay. one as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to hear so, you guys. I'll, I'll go first because Keith, I can tell you got a little bit of detail here. So yeah. Silverhawks. <laughs> Silverhawks. Oh, Silverhawks. Silverhawks. Like for Christmas one year, I wanted them so bad. I wanted all of them. I wanted Copper Kid. I wanted Quicksilver. <clears throat> I wanted Steelheart. Bluegrass was the guy I wanted. He was my favorite Silverhawk. And oh my God, why well, can't I think of Steelheart? And uh, anyhow, can't think of the other one. The fifth, the, the female. It'll t- yeah, heart. We're people like are yelling at they're you. Right I know they're we're the Joe's, worst. Go, Joe's got a laptop. Here. We're the worst. Not Nonetheless, good. I wanted bluegrass really bad. Bluegrass and Mirage was what the, what I wanted the most for Christmas. Bluegrass was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Christmas, I got uh, Steelheart and Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Did not get bluegrass. Did not get Mirage. Mirage is the ship. Yeah, being so disappointed when I got them. So then I'm like, okay, well, cool. I still got two Silverhawks. I will play with them. Got them for Christmas. By the next day, they were no longer silver. Their oh. wings were no longer silver. I mean, the paint just came off of them. They were so oh, cheap. Yeah. They were like, like they were basically like dollar store toys <laughs> that were painted with like this cheap silver paint. And I just remember like no longer wanting bluegrass from Mirage. I never got bluegrass from Mirage, mm. and I didn't even want them. At, but a day after Christmas, twenty four hours after getting Silverhawks, I yeah. never wanted to see a Silverhawks toy again in my life. Well, what those those figures, I mean. Like you said, with the paint and it so easily chips, right? Yeah. And uh, the face was the first to go. Oh, that's the worst. One that's why, the to face. this day, if you can get a mint, oh, woo, money, whoa, we're baby, talking. we're talking hundreds of bucks each if they're mint. Mm-hmm. The Mirage ship yeah. you're talking about, I had it uh, probably six months ago. Sold for 500 bucks. Yeah. Complete. I believe it. Those figures are very valuable because they are visually stunning toys. Oh, yeah. But. Super delicate yeah. paint and the wings. Every figure has the wings that easily detach and break. So yeah, I get why why that would happen. Um, not made to be played with. Made for display. Not 80s only. playing. That's for sure. <laughs> not, not the 80s way we playing, were doing it. Hell no. Those things literally would have lasted a day. Yeah. All right. So I got a toy that let me down, um, and it took me a while to think because you know most toys lived up to the hype. But yeah, for real. There's one that I can think of. So we're talking. This has to be. Um, NWO. When does the NWO form? Summer 96? 96, yep. Yeah. Okay, so summer 96, the NWO forms, hottest thing in wrestling. Yes. You're like, man, you know, Hall and Nash are here. Hogan's a bad guy. He's got a beard. When are the toys going to come out? <laughs> right, I right. need these toys. And at the time, WCW's toys were not good, all San Francisco toy oh, makers. Yeah. But anyways, you know, oh, and Sting's the crow. Like, he's yeah. totally different. I need <laughs> toys. I see... Images in a magazine. Old San Francisco toy makers is making some new toys of these of these characters, and they're going to be articulated toys. Yep. Their arms and legs are going to move. I'm like, oh my god, I cannot wait 
to the day that I get these toys. A couple months go by, they start hitting store shelves. I'm like, I got it. You know, I get it. You open it up. These figures, you know what I'm talking about? The old vibrating WCW oh, yeah. action figures. A little red button on the side. That somebody somewhere thought, you know what a wrestling kid wants his toy to do? It needs vibrates. to have a red button on the side, right at the rib cage. Yep. And when you push it, this figure vibrates in your hands. These toys were awful. Yeah, they stunk. Awful. They mm-hmm. were the worst. I would have rather had the LJN ripoff style oh, yeah. figures. So, or the yeah. Gloobs. So when those toys came out, oh, dude. I bought all eight. Instant regret. I don't think yeah. I ever... Yeah, I th- I kind of remember just like you know throwing them around at my house, like hoping yeah. they'd break because they were wow. awful. Yeah, but yeah. well, probably the worst wrestling toys of all time. Gotta be, gotta be. They... So what? There's Benoit, Taskmaster, yep. Hall, Nash, Hogan, Sting, Sting, and a couple other. Flair? No, I don't think there's a Flair. Did you say Luger? Was there a Luger? I don't think there's a Luger either. Maybe there's only six. Maybe yeah. six. Yeah. Awful toys. Worst toys ever. Totally let me down. To this day, if I see them, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Joe, one. if you start collecting those toys. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to stick with my 98 <laughs> uh, San Francisco Playmakers that I'm on. We are about 90 seconds away from our 60-minute time limit. Is this going to be like WrestleMania 13? Oh, are we man. going to overtime oh, here? We, we Stanley Cup to. playoff overtime? We have to. Yeah, we got to go to overtime, guys. Stanley Cup playoffs are hot and heavy, folks. And yes. uh, the, the finals, Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche have gone to overtime twice. We're going to overtime here in the Time Blast Toycast for the first time. We are. We've got two uh, questions to go, and these are kind of big ones. So this might sure. – I know that overtime. these – I know that these two questions absolutely, you know, caused me to think pretty hard. So they're both from the same uh, uh, person, Nick. He's asking, first, what are your top three favorite toys of all time? This was hard. This was so hard. And I will say, you know, we agreed that, you know, we're talking like lines. I went toy lines. In some lines. instances. Yeah, yeah, I went toy lines. You know, like I'm not going to pick one single I couldn't do it. Hasbro. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I, I went individual. Well, that's fine. Okay. I mean, I, because. Dave put the work in. But I, you yeah, know, I, I just, Hasbro's is just its own it's one thing. thing yeah. Yep, it has to be. So, I, I cheated even worse than that. So I'm, I'm answering wow. Nick's question You're like down wrestling. to wrestling. <laughs> My question on this is is it just specified to toys or are we including like sports equipment uh video games i mean what what are we doing here is oh, it just geez. toys i stuck to toys i stuck to toys i can see the argument for video games being included but i guess if you want to yeah. include it you can you can do that it could be an honorable mention so my i'll i'll go first since i specified it down to individual toys yep uh my favorite toy as a kid it came from the line for mask and it was the condor it was a green motorcycle with a little helicopter like blades on it popped up that was my favorite toy as a kid for some reason when i all my memories from being like a three four five year old six year old when i remember think of myself back playing i had that toy that toy was just around like i don't know if it was because it was the bright green color or what it was but I don't have a ton. You don't have a ton of memories when you're that little. Right. But whenever I think of myself playing with toys, whether I was using it with LJNs, but that thing was always next to me, always with me. Mm-hmm. I love that little toy. Um, my Bret Hart Hasbro still have it to this day. It's that's in awesome. it's in my bedroom window. It's in my bedroom window. So that 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 automatically has to be one of my top three favorite toys of all time. And this is where I struggled then because I'm like, Sega Genesis yeah. probably checks the box at number three. However, my Street Hockey Net and Shooter Tutor also got a lot of play out of me. Mm. So I'll probably lean Sega Genesis out of the two if we're counting video games and sports equipment. If not, 
There was a G.I. Joe I had, I think it was Beachhead, that much like that green Condor mask motorcycle, uh, Beachhead rode that thing a lot. Yeah. So for some reason, <laughs> Beachhead was like my favorite G.I. Joe, even though he wasn't even relevant in the TV show. But that yeah, toy. just like guys in ski masks, right? <laughs> sure, I guess. So like a mask dude on the thing. So mask and G.I. Joe toys were able to go together in, in my yeah, world. That's yeah, cool. for sure. All right, yeah, that's a nice list. Joe, you want to go or you yeah, want me to rattle them off? I can go. Um, so number one for me, my first love is vintage Kenner Star Wars. I uh, can't get enough of that line. Um, number two, th- this is where I cheated, and I just put wrestling figures. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't pick, but if I had to pick, it would be Hasbro's. Okay, okay. I was like, um, come on. But I mean, all of I mean, I love all of it. But yeah, Hasbro's, and uh, last is vintage TMNT. Okay, yeah. Pretty, pretty simple there. Nice broad list. Yeah. It's three things, but could also be 5,000 things. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I cheated. Okay, so mine's a, kind of a mix of both. So number one, WWF Hasbro's can't narrow it down. It's just all of them. That's yep. got to be my number one, obviously. Number two, I'm talking WWF Tonka Wrestling Buddy. There you go. Oh, yeah. Million yeah. dollar man, yep. Ted yes. DiBiase. Yep. This yes. thing, I've had it. Since I was what seven, eight yeah. years old, yeah. still got him to this day. You know all the moves in my life. I still have this thing. He's chilling in my basement, sitting yeah. on the couch, heads all busted open. Anybody knows how to sew? Let me know. <laughs> and then uh, number three. Oof! Now that we're talking video games, that yeah. kind of throws them. It I'm opens just another door. I'm just going Kenner Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, Dude, one of my favorite lines ever. I don't know how we haven't done a podcast on it yet. I don't it's know. on the short list for sure. Sadly, I sold all my stuff over the years, but in the yeah. last five years, I've rebought all of it. So I have damn near everything. Awesome. Um, so yeah, that's it. Hasbro's, DiBiase, Ghostbusters. Uh, that's it. So yeah. yeah. So Nick's other question, conversely, mm-hmm. those are our favorite toys that we have. What are the three toys you desperately want to add to your collection? This was tough, too. This one was also hard, but I'm already talking, so I'm just going to keep going. So the three things I desperately want to add. Number one, I want back my Filmation Ghostbusters action Mm, figures. Not Kenner. Filmation Filmation. Ghostbusters with, you know, Tracy the Gorilla. Remember these? There were two Ghostbusters back in the day, Dave. No. Filmation had its own cartoon Ghostbusters. That's why it was oh, called the Real Okay, I do remember that. And then yeah. that's why Kenner and the Ghostbusters film, the cartoon's called The Real Ghostbusters. You right. Filmation Ghostbusters, Real okay. Ghostbusters. I had damn yeah. near every Filmation Ghostbuster figure. Um, Did you have the car? No, no, no. I just had the figures. Didn't have the playset. The house is And the an thing awesome about this set. is, I held on to these toys my whole life. All these yard sales, I never sold them. Yeah. They were always at my mom's house. Just waiting for the day, and then, you know, maybe five, six, seven years ago, I'm in my mom's basement. Just I'm like, God, they have to be here because I've never sold them. They're gone, man. That Somehow, they're gone. So if I could get my hands on them again, I would be very happy. So that's number one. Number two, my green card Hasbro's. Oh, baby. One day, my lifelong quest of completing this collection will happen. Mm -hmm. And then number three for me, I want the Ecto Glow series of the Kenner Ghostbusters. Ecto Glow. Came out the end. You know, they're like glow in the dark. Um, our buddy Arch has a Egon Minton card. That thing is beautiful. I want them all loose. 
I'd be very happy to have those. So that's, that's those are pricey, three. aren't they? Oh, nice. they're all yeah. everything on my I list. I mean, everything Ghostbusters, but <laughs> the yeah, stuff, all everything on my list is expensive yeah. as hell. Mine too. Yeah, Joe, I'll let you close it out. I'll, okay. I'll give my list next because I am not a collector. So right. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I feel like let a collector go last rather than leave the people on a low note. Um, however, one thing that Keith you mentioned when you were talking about your Hasbro's and how it's too hard to pick just one. We've done a couple episodes already on the Hasbros and who are our favorites at the yeah. end of each episode. Top three favorites, how we end everything. Mm-hmm. I almost think we need to do an ultimate tournament style edition with our favorites. And that's Ooh. a podcast for the future to possibly idea. come up oh, with. Yeah, okay. Like tournament style, bracket yeah. style. Maybe I could bring all my Hasbros and you could flip them in we'll the air. Oh, them. that would be yes. amazing. That yes. would be amazing. Good yes. way to close it out. Nonetheless, I'll give you my three, Jeff, uh, for your, your question here. Uh, like I said, definitely or desperately, there really isn't any toys that I that I crave. I'm not a collector. I have t- toys around my house and stuff mm-hmm. that I throw on the bookshelf. But things that would be cool to have in my life before I pass away would be a Bret Hart LJN. Nice. I would love to have a Bret Hart LJN. Never had one. Um, and the LJN episode last week kind of inspired that thought. You need um, one, him for the bookcase. One thing I've always wanted, and it's always said if I uh, just come into a bunch of money, it's going to be something i purchased it is a super checks bubble hockey table oh, oh baby yes yeah. buy one for me too when you win the <laughs> Please. so that would be something that i would love to have in my collection That'd be cool. and then another thing that would be really cool to have um would be the gi joe's but specifically sergeant slaughter and his marauders uh, oh, I never want the whole crew. I want the whole crew you know yeah, i want spirit awesome. i want low light i want yeah. footloose i want mutt i want the orange one, barbecue. I want Slaughter himself. I loved, mm. loved the Slaughter Marauders in in the movie, and like I think I only had maybe Spirit and Barbecue, and it's just like I always wanted the whole crew. Never had the whole crew, so I think it'd be cool someday to have them. That's a nice list right there. Thank you. Super checks, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you could definitely get a Bret Hart. I think you should just get a Bret Hart. Yeah, I'm just not a. He belongs I'm on cheap. the bookcase. I'm cheap. <laughs> I know. All right. So All right, Joe. Like what's up said, with this Like list? Dave said, if I came into $30,000 that I could just blow on anything, <laughs> it would be the rocket-firing Boba Fett prototype. Ooh. I'll take a J slot, an L slot. I don't care. But to have that, to have that graded would be amazing. Yeah. Um, another vintage Star Wars would be uh, Blue Snaggletooth. He's not super expensive. I just haven't got him. And uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the animated series Dino Saucers. Fake. What? There was a show called Dino Saucers, right? I remember Dino that. I remember yeah. like Dino Saucers. Dino Saucers. 80s, 90s. 80s. I think yeah. it's 80s. I, re- I remember it. Dino Saucers. It was kind of like Street Sharks. but Kind of, yeah, like but it was dinosaurs, dinosaurs. right. You'll, hey. ha- you'll have to look up the wow. intro. Yeah, never um, heard of this. And they had toys that were produced by Galoob, and they were ready to come out, right? Uh-huh. But they wanted to wait until the show was done airing, and I'm not really sure why. Oh. And that kind of ruined it, right? Okay. These figures really didn't get distribution. Like, in, you can find them in Europe. They're over there, and they're super expensive. Really? Wow. I have to show you some pictures. Yeah. But if I could get some Dino Saucer figures, it would be amazing. Wow, Dino Saucer. Dino Saucer. That, that yep. list yep. is, and that's why I was like, Joe, you got to go last. Nothing's yeah. going to top that wow. list. Of... We're going to end on Dino Saucers. Okay. Yeah. Well, geez. All right. Well, yeah. That I'm just double checking our list, but we hit it all, guys. We did it. Great questions, guys. That was. Yeah. That was. I mean, that's our longest podcast ever. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. We went into overtime. Thanks for hanging out and listening with us. And come back next week. It's going to be 4th of July. And we're yeah. going to be talking our summer, our childhood summer memories. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. 
um, on the 4th of July, wherever you're driving. Hell, if you're out on the lake on a boat, crank up the Time Blaster toy cast. <laughs> what better? Unless shooting fireworks off in your backyard or, hey, even at the, at the big event, Gathering of folks for fireworks. What better thing to have on in the background than the Time Blast toy cast? <laughs> right. so check us yeah, out. Don't next turn week. on music. No. Turn on us talking you about memories music. from the 80s. Yeah, and, 80s. and then reminisce with us. Well, you there know, you go. you'll hear our stories, hit pause, tell your own stories around the fire, and say, yeah. listen to these three guys. Let's let's get some inspiration for and our let's next Leave stories. them a review. <laughs> exactly. Leave us a review so we can review it in the future as well. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys all next week. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the See questions. You guys.